Welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini, and I am joined today by the two greatest co-hosts I could ever ask for. James, <laughs> Jen, don't come for me. I'm sorry you're not here. No. Um, but two of the people I am most thankful for this year, Ashley Steves and Grace Aki. Hi. Ashley, happy Thanksgiving. Hi. Thank you. That's a damning indictment against James and Jen, but I well, do appreciate it. It happens. Grace, happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you as well. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. So we are here today with a special episode because with all of the craziness going on in the world, still dealing with the pandemic, the absolute ridiculousness of of racism and misinformation and asshattery abounds, we wanted to talk about some things that we were thankful for. Since this is a theater podcast, we are going to focus on three things that each of us are thankful for here in 2021. So um, we're just going to kind of go round robin. There might be some overlap. There might not be. Some people might have extras to move off of things. But we wanted to give you a little bit of gratitude and thankfulness here uh, during this holiday the, so that if you needed something to feel thankful for, hopefully we can give you some inspiration there. So, Ashley, why don't we start with you? Mm. What is something in the theatrical universe that you are thankful for from the year of our Lord 2021? <laughs> uh, I'm going to start more broad and get more specific, but you just want mm-hmm. one for now and then we'll do. Yeah, we'll go. In a, yeah. Well, I mean, the broadest thing, of course, is theater in general after a long hiatus and theater makers in general after a long hiatus. But I mean, that in tandem with, I guess, the resiliency of theater and theater makers during the shutdown. I know there was a certain level of I need to make things during the shutdown. And there was also a level of I need to rest and recuperate. And just the way that theater as um, an industry is set up is meant that those people after a certain point actually needed to work, whether they were rested or not, they were putting out some kind of work, whether it was albums, whether it was virtual shows, older pro tapes to stream and make money, which also big side note, but a side note, nonetheless, I'm extremely thankful. And I talked about it on last night's today on Broadway about having more accessible options than we've ever had before. That's a change. Oh, well, Ashley took my first one. Well, so, I mean, so let's just combine. Let's combine forces. <laughs> there we go. I mean, that's a change I want to see stay, but um, we're almost at the end of the year and I'm personally like completely burnt out to the step, the extent where I would probably need like two months of vacation and a complete career change to something repetitive and monotonous to fully recover. And a lot of people didn't have that option both outside the industry and they didn't have that option within the industry as well. They had to make things work either by putting out new work or taking on new jobs and just finding ways to survive during what was a very fucking terrifying time for this industry. And I don't think they get enough credit for that, especially as we're getting back to quote unquote normal, which things are still weird there. There's a scare every week at this point, it seems. And everyone I've talked to is so calm and level about it in ways I definitely would not be. So that's something I definitely want to say at the top is my first thing, because that's really the most important thing to me. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, Grace, I guess Ashley stole, or if you're feeling a little bit more uh, generous, teased your first one. So why don't you go ahead and talk about your first thing that you're thankful for? Listen, they say steal like an artist, and I believe that that's what we've done exactly, here on Broadway yeah. Radio today. 
Uh, so my, my first one that I wanted to like shout out is exactly what Ashley was saying, which is like this, this year was an exact COVID response to last year. And especially like in the theater community, the, uh, fully embracing of the word accessibility, I don't think has ever happened in this way in the arts. Um, when it comes to ASL interpreters, when it comes to uh, physical, uh, you know, discrimination against people uh, going to see shows, being able to be in the theater, you know, I I had the extreme like honor of being at the Emerging Artist Celebration for Vineyard Theater, and the biggest thing that they were talking about, which was besides the fact that they were honoring um, Ryan Haddad as a, a solo writer and artist and playwright mm-hmm. with the Paula Vogel Award, was the fact that they were like, hey, like Ryan and so many other people have brought attention to the fact that our theaters totally inaccessible. And in their, you know, campaign to raise more funds for this nonprofit theater downtown, they were like, you know, we want to make sure that we have an elevator in the center of the theater. Like we want to make sure that people can work in the box office, can work behind the scenes and visit the shows that have full accessibility. And so like beyond that, you know, I go to all of the stream streamable theater that I, even I have gotten to, um, enjoyed the the results of and you yeah, sure you have. i just yeah like I, I just go wow i never would have been able to reach someone in los angeles with my show um nobody i don't think two years ago would have said yes i will pay ten dollars to this incredible nonprofit <laughs> to uh watch your solo show for an hour i, I don't to, think that would I have happened. To watch you from my bed in new york that yes. was like the greatest thing <laughs> Actually, I will gladly perform my solo shows in front of you at your home at any time. Uh, but the fact that I can do that with so many, uh, with that I can contribute to other artists as well. Um, you know, like I, I, my friend Kelly Lynn through that I've met through Twitter it has been promoting their show, um, Bow. And I was like, cool, I can watch that from home. Like there's going to be a Zoom performance. And you and I got to watch Sweatshop Overlord on a Zoom performance. And I'm just so thankful that we as a community are embracing the word accessibility in a way that we never have before. I hate that it took COVID to do that, but I also am thankful that everybody, I don't think any any spectrum of theater is not saying like, hey, this is important. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to kind of riff off of that as well, kind of take it in a different direction. But one of the things that I love here in 2021 is that we have seen so much theatrical content coming to streaming services. And that in and of itself is a different type of accessibility than what you were kind of talking about, or at least in part, whether those were big budget Hollywood movie musicals or pro tapes or live streams, just like we got announced uh, earlier this week with Clyde's streaming the last two weeks of, of their Broadway run. We really have kind of had an embarrassment of riches when it comes to um, movie musicals and streaming stuff, whether they are like the you know, the, the kind of strange movie, uh, musicals like Annette or the biopics like, uh, Respect or the bonkers weird ones like Cinderella on Amazon. But we also <laughs> got, you know, Come From Away, which was the pro tape. We got a great adaptation. Everybody loves or everybody's talking about Jamie. Mm-hmm. And in the Heights, we got a not so great adaptation in Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> um, we got everybody's favorite Diana. And believe it or not, we are sitting here recording on Tuesday, you're hearing this on Thursday. I'm not sure if I'll have a chance to watch Tick, Tick, Boom yet, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, Same. Have any of us watched it yet? No, I'm trying. I'm trying to for Wednesday night. So hopefully I will have seen it by the time this comes out. Otherwise, it's a weekend project. Yeah, it came out while I was in New York. So I clearly didn't have any time to see that. And when I got 
home from New York, literally like, I don't know, like 16 hours later, I was back in a car heading to Fort Myers to cover a basketball tournament. So I just haven't had time to do that yet. But um, I can't wait to see that. But then we've also still got Cyrano and West Side Story um, coming out this year. And I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about both of them, mm-hmm. like to the point where like West Side Story and Tick, Tick, Boom and Cyrano might be some of the best movie musicals in recent memory. So I'm very, very pleased that this art form that we all love so much is having the opportunity to impact larger audiences. I think that what's important about these, even though they are in some cases money grabs and they are huge big budget things for major multinational studios they also are oftentimes the things that help people fall in love with this art form that means so much to all of us so if a kid sees the west side story movie and it's like oh my god i never thought that musicals could be cool or they would be something i would be interested in that's a win for theater and it's a win we for theater people kid. yeah thank you lynn um so i, I or, no that was that, that was, was well, yeah, I think Lynn wrote think it Lynn though. Wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> Lynn wrote it and PH sang it. Um, but I, I'm just very excited that there's seems to be an increase of these things being done at a super super high level, um, and and getting major dollars put behind them. Um, I also want to see more of the streaming stuff, whether that's um, come from away, but I which is great because come from away tours and it has you know recouped many many times over. But I'm super excited for things like we're seeing from New York Theater Workshop with yeah. Sanctuary City, um, and and. And second stage with Clyde's. I hope we get more of that because those are truly the things I think that can make a difference, not only for audiences, but for the, the future of those shows as well and the longevity of them to be able to be seen by other people around the country in regional theaters. So the accessibility of streaming theater, whether in movie musical form or an actual live stream or pro tape form is something that I'm very, very excited to see in 2021. It's, it's a good combination of both of our New Year's predictions slash hopes. I'm glad we're talking about it in November is like something that we're thankful has happened. Yeah, even though my prediction flamed out. Although... I mean, there's still plenty. Yeah, I mean, I said six, but like if you start throwing in things like Come From Away and Sanctuary City and um, Sweatshop... Sorry. Sorry. No, you're not counting those? (laughs) No, those are mine. (laughs) So, eh, we'll see. I, I think I might be able to figure out a way There's to a make my prediction work. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ashley, back to you. What is your second thing that you were thankful for here in 2021? My second thing is first, like those first things after returning to show, like the entrance ovation for Andre De Shields when I saw Hades Town again a couple of days after reopening, the first show back being Passover, which you mentioned in the intro, just like the the. However, the reckoning of racism in this industry um, throughout the past X number of months, uh, that first preview of company, obviously, and everything that went into that, including my the, the four minute ovation for Patty Lapone, which is the stuff of my damn dreams. And even I mean, just the first of having news released again, while we hadn't really gotten back to theater yet and having their show opening and previews dates put back on the calendar. I had a lot of mixed emotions, which I've talked about a lot on the show about being back and I had mixed emotions during the shutdown that really when everything came back 
I knew I was going to have to restructure the way I was seeing shows. So it wasn't the way that I was seeing shows before the shutdown, which was bonkers. Um, and, and in a way that I could actually appreciate them again and appreciate what I was doing again. So far, all of my experiences have been just really wonderful and affirming. And there's been a kind of first tide to each of those experiences. So I'm, I've been really grateful to have kind of like this renewal sense to everything. Yeah, that's, uh, I think this reemergence into the theatrical life for people, whether they're audience members, uh, performers or journalists is, has taken some recalibration. I mean, I know even for me, even for me going on my crazy two week trip, like it was not the same. There was a lot of (laughs) things that I did differently than I would have pre pandemic, which maybe I'll tell, I mean, I think I've kind of talked about them, but maybe Mm -hmm. I'll talk about them later, but like it was a different experience and one that I was ready to go through. Um, but it did make things a little slightly different, but yeah, I've become really selective. Like Hmm. before, before the pandemic, I, you know, it could be a seven show week for me of just like things I felt obligated that I needed to see. And I've done that for a really long time. Like I used to do that when I worked for Broadway world and going to cabaret shows all the time. And it's just like, realized I can't do that anymore. I can't do that for my body. I can't do it for my sanity. And also, I mean, as thankful as I am that theater is back, there's just a lot of stuff that I know that I can't see and is not necessarily in my wheelhouse of things that I want to see. I respect them, but like, it's definitely a level of, I've got to think about myself too. Seven show week. I can't imagine doing that. That's seems... I know, right? I know you're talking about, you changed the way you do. You did just 29 shows. I did. I didn't say I didn't say the number of things is what I changed, but how I approached it was different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Grace, what what else are you thankful for? It's funny because I think Ashley and I the whole time are just gonna one off each other. Good, because I, hope so. I literally wrote Passover opening and like the reopening of Yay. So yeah, I guess I can just speak to the fact that like I was super excited to like go see uh, the first show to open. Besides the fact that it was like Passover at the August Wilson Theater, and we know all the great changes that they've not not the August Wilson Theater in general, but just like how uh, predominantly it's been like you know a black playwright in that theater, and um, it's just it was just such an exciting night and like i will never forget like the applause in the theater of like hey we've worked very hard to like distance Mm -hmm. and mask and check vaccines and like xyz and and getting to um say like thank you to the ushers that are like hey welcome back to the theater welcome back to the theater i'm like thank you thank (laughs) you we did it joe you know and then having the block party afterwards me being like i gotta go because like everyone's unmasked this is crazy um but (laughs) you know i just i'm just so thankful that um people are working hard and continue to work hard and uh the people that are there i'm assuming the most part and i think i'm right when i say this that they um they've done the work like we have which is like getting double vaccinated they're getting their booster they're doing all the things to make sure that we're all happy and healthy and um keeping each other safe the people that aren't concerned with that aren't there uh because you know there there are mandates in place that say like you have to be vaccinated to work in the theater et cetera et cetera um so i'm just very thankful for that just that it seems to be like we we always tout ourselves as a community that cares for one another but historically mm-hmm. in the arts especially in the professional broadway community we say that and then we don't like do that always 
And so this was a real test of like, okay, if we're going to do that, we're going to do that. So I'm just, I'm just very thankful for it. Yeah, that's great. I think that there are certain people that are big name people that are not around, um, Mm -hmm. which is great. But then also, it's the people in the audience um, and people working there that we don't know. And so there was a level of comfort that I had going into most theaters, knowing that while there's literally nothing that can completely keep us safe in terms of COVID. Um, uh, Grace, I think the woman sitting behind us at Waitress had a mask on that says this does absolutely nothing or something. Uh, This mask doesn't work or something. something And we were just like awkward. (laughs) Screw you. Um, But, you know, there was a level of comfort because we knew that so many people would have had to have been um, showing the vaccination card. So I felt fairly comfortable, as comfortable as you can get to sit in a theater of a thousand plus people. So, um, my second thing is a little bit more personal than some of the things that you guys have mentioned thus far. And that is the fact that uh, I've sometimes talked about my niece, Courtney, on this show, and she is a yeah. true musical theater lover, takes voice lessons, does all of these things. And we've always kind of shared theater stuff. I remember when she was very, very young, um, regularly watching James Monroe Eigelhart's Aladdin um, Tony performance on YouTube. We also watched r- quite regularly a video from 54 Below starring Bonnie Milligan and a certain former Broadway star who will not be named um, Mm -hmm. doing a bunch of princess songs. And like, so I have great memories of sharing theater stuff with my niece, but this year, we really got to kind of bond over the End the Heights film. Uh, and this ties into my first one as well. And she must have watched it four or five times in the first like week. It was on HBO Max uh, to the point where she was, you know, doing all the raps and she was already loved Hamilton even before the Disney Plus capture came out. So we got to bond over that. Um, and I really loved kind of seeing this show that I've loved for, you know, getting close to 15 years now, um, through the eyes of an 11 year old. And that was really special for me. It's mm-hmm. also very special because, um, for the first time, my family, it's four of us, me, my brother, my mom, actually me, my mom and my brother purchased four tickets to the Broadway series here in Orlando. And, um, there's some great shows, some shows aren't necessarily appropriate for an 11 year old, but there's some great shows on that list that I'm very excited to be able to see with my niece, including coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, the prom is going to be, uh, at the Dr. Phillips center. So I'm very excited Ooh. to see that show, um, with her as well as, um, some other great things on the schedule frozen, um, I- included in that. So, um, to kind of have that coming out of the pandemic to see musical theater and theater in general through the eyes of a young, you know, passionate um, kid really kind of rejuvenates your love for the arts, especially when it's somebody that you love and care for. So um, being able to witness in the Heights and theater in general through the eyes of my niece is something that's been um, really, really uh, precious to me during this year when we had to be so far removed from theater as we normally know it. Mm, that's very sweet. Yeah, I'm a softie. All right, yeah. Ashley, <laughs> what, what is your last one? I'm not. Actually, I am a softie, but a short and sweet one. I am thankful for at least a current theatrical landscape where I can open a playbill and not see Scott Rudin's name. That's all. At least not officially. At least not officially. Uh, Grace, what about you? 
Okay. So this is really lame and I really don't care, but here we are. <laughs> you asked. Um, I'm actually really genuinely thankful. Like when I was looking at this list, cause you were, you had texted us last week being like, think of some things. And we were all like, cool, cool, cool. And then I was, you know, naming stuff like, oh, I liked this show and this was fun. Or I liked doing this thing. And I wrote a thing and blah, blah, blah. And then I looked at like the whole last year of my life, which is a huge LOL. Um, I feel like I'm on an episode of Punked circa Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> um, and also like, does God like me? I'm not sure. Um, but let me say this. Because of Broadway records and Broadway radio in general, like I have not only gotten to uh, continue to work in an industry that I was kind of like fatigued from, like just being an artist and a performer and a person that has watched so many things like uh, gobble me and my friends and my partners or whatever, like gobble up and spit it out. It's been so exciting to like see theater reopen. It's been exciting to see, watch things or to watch things develop, to work on albums, to talk about shows and, and talk about the theater as a community and be a part of it with, with this particular show. I just, I see who we get to reach and who we get to talk to. And um, it's just extremely, it's heartwarming and it's, it, it means the world to me. It's also uh, kept me functioning as a, as an artist. Like I can't, you know, <laughs> I'm so fortunate that this is how I'm able to create a living for myself and also have time to work on my own projects and to uh, collaborate with you all and listen to your ideas and listen to, you know, your takes on things. And even if we all disagree on the same Hulu solo show, back to in and it's of itself, yeah. back to in and of itself, maybe I'm the real Rulatista. And I just want to <laughs> say that I'm so thankful for you all being in my life and for this show and for also now the connection that I get to have with like Broadway records and the work that I do there. It's just, it's all very fulfilling. I'm, I'm, shocked at how incredibly uh, loving and giving artistically and also just like as humans, both of these teams are for me. And and just it's it's truly shocking every time I'm like, sorry, uh, I just like I'm, I'm confused because like you're being like really understanding and like kind. And um, that's just weird. So I just want everyone listening to know that like this is a wonderful team. And I'm very honored that we get to share a microphone and like definitely have contrasting ideas often. But like we are listening to each other and that's what I hope for the future of theater commentary and like criticism and, and all that good stuff, because uh, that's what can keep this going in, in a positive direction. I refuse to cry on air. So well, I'm not going to further respond to that. This <laughs> is, yeah. this is going to turn into a fight when we do the company review. So just keep in mind that all of cool. our disagreements are going to come to a head <laughs> when Grace gives her opinion on Marion Elliott as a director. That's but, okay. Oh, that's no, okay. Matt, you weren't supposed to tell everyone. I already uh, mentioned it. We talked it. about it on the show the other day. Yeah, oh, that's no! right. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm never going to work in this town again. No, you'll be fine. Um, Actually, Grace, you kind of stole mine for uh, my final one. Um, mine was just going to be to be able to continue to be a part of, of Broadway radio and the Broadway radio team. I've now been um, a part of Broadway radio, I guess, for about six years. Um, today on Broadway launched in March of 2016, but I had been a, a guest on this week on Broadway for a, a number of months, maybe six months before that. So I've been a part of the Broadway radio team now for, you know, I guess is that five years or whatever going on six years, five years, whatever. Yeah. So long that I can't do math anymore. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it 
is as Grace said, it truly is um, a joy to do these shows um, all the time to be able to talk with you two and with James and with Jen um, about things that aren't the most important things in the world, but to me as a person are greatly and deeply uh, important. And it, you know, for somebody who does not live in New York City to be able to have this outlet to talk to two people that I love and respect uh, about these things and, you know, on today on Broadway and then also when I do stuff with James and Jen, other people that I love and respect, it, it truly is gratifying, especially in a time when we are so isolated. I'm already isolated living mm-hmm. and working at home by myself. Um, and, and to have this outlet outlet is phenomenal. And then all of the opportunities, I do a ton of interviews and I enjoy those interviews. And um, I don't know if anybody gets anything out of them other than me, but I sure do. I love having these conversations with people who are very different than me. I, I love artists, but I don't have the artist's brain or emotions. So to be able to talk to these people about the things that make them who they are and allow them to do the things that they do is in intriguing and fascinating and mind-blowing and something that I never uh, take for granted. Because even if it's somebody who is not a huge star um, and it really is working on a project that I don't know a ton about, um, I take the opportunity to discuss it with them very seriously. Because if, it, if it's something that means a lot to them, there's probably value in it. And so it means a lot to me. So having had the opportunity to work Broadway radio now for half a decade, which is insane. Um, I never, while there are times when I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired. I would rather just go to sleep. I never don't feel appreciative of the opportunities that James Marino has given me to be a part of this for all of the great experiences that I've had with James, Jen, and then you, Ashley and Grace. Um, they mean the world to me. And mm-hmm. that's why when I come up to New York, it is so important to me to see you two, to see James, to see so many of our friends that I've met through Broadway Radio. Um, it truly is something that has changed my life and something that has made my life better. So as we sit here on air quotes on Thanksgiving Day in 2021, um, when I think of all the things that I'm grateful for behind um, my family and my health and, and, and those kind of big picture things. Um, Broadway, Rick, uh, Broadway radio is very much, uh, at or towards the top of my list. So, um, yeah. I very sincerely thank everybody involved with Broadway radio and, and that uh, definitely includes all the listeners. So, um, Lovely. so yeah, that's my, that's my thing. I definitely, I do want to say something. I noticed something that I've done a lot, like the past year since, you know, year and a half since the shutdown, um, that our listeners don't ever get to see, but that certainly you two, that when I'm done, like when we're done actually recording the episode, I like will talk for at least five yeah. more minutes because I don't want to shut up. I res- You guys are my friends and I respect and love you both so much and am so grateful that I get to bounce ideas off of you guys like at least four days a week. And that's what's so fun about doing this, what we do. I mean, we've had to change today on Broadway quite a bit from mm-hmm. pre-pandemic to during and post-pandemic, uh, you know, air quotes on the post. Um, but so much of why we keep doing it is because we enjoy it. And the conversations have had to get kind of heavy over the past year and a half because of, you know, COVID and racism and, and all of those other things that we've dealt with mm-hmm. so much in the world at large. But 
but we still enjoy having those conversations, or at least I do. And I, you know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but um, we genuinely like each other, which is (laughs) rare in a lot of cases. Yeah. um, Especially, you know, Ashley, you and I've been doing this now for a couple of years. Grace has been a part of the team for a year um, to talk to somebody as often as we do. Um, It can be, we can wear on you can be a bit tedious, but I've never gotten to that point. Um, and that I think is a testament to why anybody listens and why we keep coming back. It's true. It's very yeah. true. I mean, we'll, we'll see how we feel in another year, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> from, from your mouth to Sondheim's ears. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to our special Thanksgiving Day episode of Broadway Radio. Please reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and let us know what you are most thankful for from the theatrical world here in 2021. You, of course, can always reach out to me and tell me what you are thankful for at Matt on both Twitter and Instagram. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. Grace? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. We are continuing our strange schedule of programming here on Broadway Radio during Thanksgiving week. I believe, if everything goes according to plan, Jennifer McHugh and I will be back in your feeds tomorrow, and we will be breaking down each and every one of the Broadway and theatrically related performances that happened at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on both broadcasts on NBC and CBS on Thursday. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving. While you are celebrating, however you are celebrating, maybe go on to Google and check out where or, or what um, tribe or nation um, is the rightful owners of the land that you are celebrating on. I think that might be a nice little thing to uh, to do on this day. Um, but wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a wonderful day with people that you love. And we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.